and welcome to Quest Me, the Star Wars podcast that takes you on a quest through legends and new canon. I am your forever host and creator of the Quest Me podcast. My name is Josh, and I am extremely excited to bring you this episode today. It is our conclusion to the original Thrawn series from the early 90s, written by Timothy Zahn. Um, it was my favorite trilogy um, of books since they came out basically i have loved these things forever and i was extremely excited to introduce them to my good friend justin um also co-host of the show um so yeah this was his first time reading this whole series and uh, we had a really good discussion about this final book of the last command this episode is part two of that so if you missed part one make sure to go back and check out the first episode of the last command review or if you haven't heard any of them, we go all the way back to Heir of the Empire. We have uh, two episodes reviewing Heir of the Empire, two, three episodes reviewing um, the second book. Why is that name? You know what? Dark Force Rising. There it is. See, even in my intros, I got I, whatever. Three episodes of Dark Force Rising, and this is the second episode of The Last Command. So thank you for listening and checking it all out. Um, we really appreciate all of you guys out there who listen and follow and uh, watch our live videos and things like that. Um, speaking of live videos, if you'd like to see more of us, you can follow us on YouTube at QuestMe, or you can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook just by searching QuestMe Podcast. Um, we are the only one that pops up, so... Uh, de definitely, if you haven't liked or subscribed, make sure to hit one of those sites and uh, like and subscribe. I'm pretty active on most of them, so, you know, I'll be there. I'm there to chat if you'd like to chat some Star Wars. Um, I don't have much else for the intro of this. Uh, there's a few things in the works right now. Uh, Quest Me is on a little bit of a hiatus, just kind of with the holidays and uh, things like that. We're trying to regroup and get back into the swing of things. Um, I believe our next set of episodes is going to be about the first season of The Mandalorian, so definitely stay tuned and uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all that to be informed of when we start doing that. Um, other than that, I don't have much else to, to talk about. Um, I was a special guest on an episode of the Red 5 Network's um, Peer... Uh, I keep wanting to say peer review, but it's not that it's the, it's like it was helping other podcasters basically like discussing um, tips and tricks for podcasting and just kind of talking about the hardships and other things that we as podcasters go through. Um, definitely check out the Red 5 Network or the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast for that episode. It was a ton of fun. Also, the link for that show will be in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. Um, this episode was recorded about a month and a half ago, so there was a little bit of news that we brought up that is old news now, but to us at the time was very new news, so don't judge us too hard. Um, and with that being said, here is the conclusion of our review of The Last Command. We're finishing up with the, the Mara Jade story to get back to that. Um, and I feel like, like Justin said at the very beginning, it was a really good setup 
um, at the end of this book, it really set up a mystery for her where you wanted to know more. Yeah. You were like, take me on an adventure with Mara Jade because I want to know more of her story. Mm-hmm. Um, she did. Gets... Uh, sorry. Oh, she's just, she's a great character. She's a complicated character and there's enough left ambiguous about her past that it sets up a lot of opportunities for Frizon and the other writers eventually in the EU. Gives them a lot of room to play with this ridiculously badass uh, redheaded woman. She's just, she's fun. She's a cool character. It's cool because throughout the trilogy, she started with Card. She went off on this adventure with the Skywalkers and their crew and is going back to Card. Yeah. And no, I it, it bookends book very nicely. I was going to say how uh, I, I love it how they incorporate Card because I didn't know this character whatsoever. They described him in, in such detail and I ended up falling in love with him. I like Card. He's like a he grittier, is... worse version of Han Solo. Exactly. No, he's. There are so many of the so many of the smugglers and various associated characters who get introduced by Zon. I love Card and his kind of supporting cast, like his mm-hmm. crew, Gillespie and Zelor. You know, Elor. Uh, and all of the other like smugglers who are part of this whole thing. Honestly, what? I even kind of like Niles Ferrier as a like minor and as like a low level antagonist. I, I well, like Niles Ferrier. Let's get into that a little bit because um, this started a huge thing. I don't think Thrawn or Zahn, I keep saying Thrawn, Zahn. <laughs> yeah, um, he probably intended that. <laughs> probably, but I don't think. Zahn really uh, knew what was going to happen with that because that turned into like a whole thing. The Smuggler's Alliance Mm -hmm. was a big deal after this and it all started with the Battle of uh, Bill Bringy. And so let's let's, I guess go into the events leading up to the Battle of Bill Bringy. Okay. Um, Because we kind of, you know, we talked about the end already with Mara and Luke and um and that thing but card has a big a big part to play in that last battle as well so before we get to to like how card helps out in the situation which is crazy to me i okay speaking of deus ex ex machina like what the fuck dude Um, i was gonna ask for some clarification on this battle because i I read it twice yeah it still confused me a little bit the Battle of Bill Bringy. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. It's like it was all hap- or it was all chance. Yes. I mean, for the most part, yeah. I mean that was um, kind of that was kind of the way to undermine Thrawn's one advantage. You know, his Thrawn's ability to plan ahead can really only I mean it, it's order versus chaos kind of a thing. it's mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, well, and, and the Smuggler's Alliance had already kind of helped out with things. They were already on the planet because they were doing their own, their own. Because again, siege. Talon Card is like, well, if they're going to yeah. be here, be we could go here. Yep. And so they, 
it was one of those things and it was very reminiscent of like return of the jedi because you had you had a, a crazy jedi battle going on where you have uh, a psychotic like force wielding electric ball throwing riding motherfucker and the the you know the other jedi duking it out and then you have a space battle where you have wedge and akbar and like the entire republic fleet um you know fighting the chimera and the dreadnoughts and like all that stuff above and then on the ground at bill bringy you have the smugglers doing their fucking thing just like in return of the jedi where you have the space battle above endor and then you have han solo and his little ragtag group of people doing their thing on endor and like sabotaging the empire you know it was very reminiscent of that and and, and i think that that was really supposed to be job. yeah i think that was supposed to be kind of the parallel that yes. we were drawing there i mean han even uh, at several points you know when they find out that the nogri are there with them it's like oh we have unexpected small help again hmm. <laughs> it's like but these guys are a little bit more cruel <laughs> and and tactically more useful than the Ewoks, yeah, yeah. and can speak, yeah, and and Luke's whole, I, I think you just got adopted. <laughs> oh my god, is... yeah, <laughs> um, man, Solo. Yeah, I love the whole Nogri thing, and the Nogri played such a big part in this as well. Uh, yeah, not they do. not only in the Battle of Wayland where they help you know infiltrate the the facility and do all that stuff but you have the nogri that gets his revenge um and like what another twist dude this this whole book was just a series of crazy twists and it was well foreshadowed ones in a lot of cases yeah like some things you'd you know the tree you didn't really expect Mm -hmm. um you didn't the see the not expect you well, no, really that's that was way that was the question that was the question that i wanted to ask you um one of the biggest questions was did you think thrawn was going to survive this series by the end of it did you think thrawn was going to like hobble away like a wounded dog or did you think he was going to die no i did not think he was going to die and yeah. then i read the page of the the then and then suddenly he turned and then a bright red there's root just spot. <laughs> sorry which um, great I, imagery uh, with just i with know and it's so well written uniform and the blood just and <sighs> thrawn being thrawn it's just pristine and the just oh the vividry or imagery of the vi- yeah I can't vivid imagery mm-hmm. vivid imagery thank you gotcha, boo. uh but yeah, I didn't expect him to die. I was going to say, he. oh, I've lost uh, 60%. I guess it's time to withdraw or some right. cold mm-hmm. calculated shit. Right. Yeah. And that's something that, that was the, my biggest disappointment of this book. It wasn't the tree. It wasn't the stupid clone of Luke. It was that Thrawn died. Mm-hmm. That was my, my biggest, like, problem with this. And it kind of makes me sad to basically know that Thrawn's gonna die in the Mandoverse and it's probably gonna be something like this <laughs> he's probably gonna get betrayed by one of his own people 
Mm. Who could it be? They have no Geary in the in the canon now. Yeah, but Rook died in Rebels. That would be like, man, how cool would that be if they kept that dude alive and kept him around? <laughs> like nerds like us would <laughs> would be able Lose would know. Shit. We would know the whole time. Like the second he would show up in Ahsoka, we'd be like, oh, oh, this dude, this dude, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna ruin you, Thrawn. But, but no, I think they they made a good choice in killing him off because I think personally they had a plan for this story all along. Like I, I kind of think in my own little weird head that once Disney bought Star Wars. Like Filoni just started writing his own trilogy, like his own sequel, just for fun. Like, cause writers do that. You know what I mean? They do their own, their own fan fiction. They make their own shit. And like, I think that he wrote his own sequel. And then, of course, you know, JJ and Ryan and JJ did their thing. And now he's getting his chance to kind of portray back. his sequel. <laughs> Yeah, and like show what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. um, which huge news in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Dave Filoni got promoted to big time. Yeah, what what's big his official time. title? Because it's like oh, head of shit. Uh, it's like everything. Like he basically out. <laughs> he's like on par with Kathleen Kennedy now. Uh, chief creative officer. Chief creative officer, and that's big dick swinging. Dave <laughs> oh yes yeah and that's Take it over man that's huge news and also amazing Great. news because clearly he's he had a plan beforehand you know and and he had that plan starting in rebels and he knew that if he kept rook around that people like us would just instantly assume the whole time that rook was going to kill him so uh, and, and I think there has to be a different character that kills Kathleen him off. Has... Kennedy was president of Lucasfilm. Is she still president? Yeah, she is still president of Lucasfilm. Well, Dave Filoni is moving up the ranks, so. Yes, I mean, but Lucasfilm so... does more stuff than just Star Wars. Here's a here's a Zon twist. Right. There. Here's a, a Zon long... twist. Yep. Yes, yep. Go on. They... They bring back Rook to fuck with us and then end up being a totally unique death. No, they're not going to bring back Rook. He got. You remember how he died? Us fanboys, though. And Do you remember how he died? I think likes doing that. <laughs> well, yeah, but. But, like. <laughs> if he brought him back, it'd probably be like a clone. And that would be so dumb. Rook! Maybe. Because I mean, Thrawn, Zeb, he, we give Zeb a chance to kill him again. Yeah, he fell down know. a I... seemingly bottomless shaft. Right? <laughs> People survive bottomless shafts. He did not fall down a bottomless shaft. He fell into he like cliff. a power core. No, he came Ember back. Came back and anything's possible. Somehow, Rook has returned. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Moving on. Not my <laughs> writing. Not my writing. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, that has been kind of my excuse with a lot of things lately. Like, 
I can't I can't remember the exact thing that it was, but um, basically someone was like, "What about what about Darth Maul? Like he could always come back in the Ahsoka series." And I was like, "Yeah, somehow Maul returned. It works." <laughs> <laughs> like with oh, dude, that line seriously could be used in any Star Wars movie or show now, and it would just work. <laughs> kind of upsets me a little bit <laughs> god um but no to back to thrawn and and him dying at the end it was a very big surprise for me as well yeah no um, same the the first time through it was just like whoa and also my first time through was you know after other eu books had already been published and mm-hmm. written and released so i was like oh man there's already other books he's got to be in some other books right so question answer was this the first time that we saw thrawn in the eu ever yeah yeah no so they, you got attached to the character that quickly i didn't oh yeah i mean he's a big presence and his his impact is felt throughout the rest of the eu like he still gets referenced in books that were written 20 years later well, they made the duology, oh, no, later, right? Later, the yeah. duology is a prequel, but it was it was written after the yes. original. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you're uh, right. Like apparently, people loved him. I mean, yeah, I no, love Thrawn. Mm-hmm. I understand why. Um, and like, and you had you were introduced to Thrawn a little bit earlier too. Like you already knew him from Rebels, and he was yeah. already a badass there. So. <clears throat> this being like the first villain for star wars was a huge deal for all the all the fanboys um and it left a, a pretty good mark but for me i definitely was a, a little disappointed because i was like shit he's not gonna be in any other books well that's too bad <laughs> um they did come up with some other really cool uh villains and imperial remnants basically that they fought off paleon makes a couple more appearance appearances throughout the eu um but but yeah it it was pretty sad to see Thrawn go just just because of how much they built him up through this whole series you know what i mean like he was well don't they well since he went out in such a and not glorious way but vi- like vivid way i guess or image he, or... he was betrayed he like betrayed. hard yeah, but it was just I beautiful. Like... He had a beautiful death there. Um, how how are, how is Baloney gonna do that though? He will. I, I don't I don't doubt him. He will, but like how? Hopefully Grogu just kills him. <laughs> Doesn't say a word, just kills him. Just flips him over a ledge, just pushes and him I, out of the window. <laughs> you mentioned Grogu because uh Obviously, Filoni is very uh, EU uh, pulls a lot of references. Oh yeah. And so lately, I've been uh, thinking to myself, like, okay, if if uh, the Mandoverse is an identical copy to Thrawn series and, and a few other books in the EU, who is who? Well, that's what we've been, just, that's why we're reading. Maybe Card can be Mando. That's why we're reading these books because if you yeah, remember we're, at the very beginning those. of this um we decided to read Thrawn because Ahsoka was announced 
and uh and i was like we're gonna we're gonna you if know match characters and Ron, we're gonna you know yep so and that that was a big thing and i'm so glad that you brought this back up so thank you justin um because Segway. now you actually have references and you know who these characters are and who we were talking about before because i remember being like oh yeah such and such um um hondo hondo is going to be card hondo will be yeah the Feloniverse version of card hands down like that's there's no other option right come, come on right hondo's gotta come it. back i i'm i'm here for it uh uh, what I would really just like, I, I, I <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Just the idea of um, of his voice actor, um, <laughs> playing card, playing no, no, <laughs> of of him just playing Hondo in live action. <laughs> It's gonna be I, wonderful. It would be, be glorious. Voice actor. I've never yeah, seen him. Hondo's voice actor is Jim Cummings. Yes. Um he does on. a lot of stuff. Oh, wasn't he a gargoyle? He's, he's everybody, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> oh. but okay. yeah, so let's let's play on that a little bit, Justin. Card would be Hondo. We'll start with that. So then we have Yeah, I like it better than what I was thinking. That makes more sense. Um, Paleon is Paleon. We already have oh, him. Yeah. Thrawn hey, is Thrawn. We already Thrawn. have him. <laughs> who's Who's Winter? Ahsoka. No, 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 no. <laughs> I would think Winter is more the. She matches more with. And I know we have Mon Mothma in the EU, but I think Mon Mothma is, is a mix of Winter and her. We also have... Because she's a mentor, um, and she's grown with Leia her entire life. We also have friends. Mon Mothma's daughter, right? That's very true. She was introduced in Andor. We, yeah. haven't, we don't know what happened to her. Yeah. So that could be one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the biggest uh, we, question, uh, who's... Go, Justin. I was gonna say the one that I I've already said in a uh, I think the second book was Fela is uh, oh, the yeah. asshole in the, oh, the Republic. Dude. Yes, absolutely. He is that I guy. They had a sure. live action uh, Bantha. Uh, Bantha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and... yeah, but you're you're talking about Senator Giono. Yes. And Phala was another character that I thought through the series was Delta Source. I thought you, you thought it was Phalia the whole time? Yeah. Oh, I did too okay. for a second. You want you want you want something fun? Yes. Something fun. Yes. What's what's Phalia's name sound like? Felatio? Failure. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was that's what I was thinking. Failure. <laughs> failure. That makes so sense. So, so what would the connection for that be? 
Uh, yeah, that Jono and Felia are, you know. Oh, yeah, because Jono's a failure. That makes sense. Well, yeah. and because he's the one you suspect of being a traitor the whole time. Yep, and you never know. He still could be. He still could be. I mean, be he's just something. an inner, he's He's an interfering asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's in resistance, so. Right, we have like, to reverse is, is, the next one. The what? So who is Ahsoka in the books? Then? Mara Jade. Like, Mara. Uh, okay yeah yeah she just wasn't the emperor's hand she yeah. was anakin's padawan she, yeah she Darth was vader's hand, hand basically yeah. yeah um mando and grogu mando and grogu those Do are I think those are the one in the same or two characters i think those are kind of the wild cards mm-hmm those are the the characters that Baloney kind of made his own, mm-hmm. and might might be like like I was saying. What if you know Mando is the one to kill Thrawn, Mando and Grogu, you know, like because I'm still I'm I'm gonna die on this hill until I'm proven wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I did with Ezra, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm going to die on this. This is my new hill that I'm going to die on. And it's going to be for a long time because we're not going to see it for a long time. Not probably not till the movie comes out. Um, but I, I have dreamt of this and fantasized about this and I can't wait to see it because when Grogu comes in riding a fucking mythosaur, it's going to be the most glorious and epic scene we've, we've ever witnessed. And I think that will have something to do with, you know, Mando will be the one to kill Thrawn, but Grogu will be the one to distract Thrawn and the fleet Mm. and and whatever they're doing. Interesting. If Thrawn has some sort of dreadnought fleet that's bombarding down on on Mandalore, Grogu's gonna be like, Hey y'all met the sword, what's up? (laughs) And he's gonna have that dark saber from Bo Katan. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's that's busted. That's I, you can't use that anymore. But he's gonna have his own lightsaber, and he's gonna be holding it up, like you know, Daenerys did while she was burning <laughs> the city on her dragon. Like George Washington picture of him on a stallion with the horse and the or yeah. the sword in the air. Yeah, except it'll be Grogu <laughs> on a mythosaur with a lightsaber out, and he's gonna just go <laughs> wreck <laughs> the empire. Right, I, I'll believe it that if you add the mythosaur eats Thrawn. No, dude, no. No, <laughs> yes. no, no. Mythosaur yes. Man- eats Thrawn. That's a beautiful it's death. <laughs> no. Josh is going to spontaneously combust if it happens. <laughs> might, I might. But I'll I would. Back to, uh, I called it the uh, November 28th, 2023. <laughs> I will absolutely I'll bring this back up at some point. <laughs> if that if that ever happens, I will go back three years ago and be like, listen here, all of you assholes. <laughs> um, no, because I predicted that even it was during Mando season three. I was talking about that. About Grogu riding the Mythosaur? Or about the yeah. Mythosaur eating Thrawn? No, about Grogu riding the Mythosaur. I know that 
Justin wants throat, you know, the Minnesota eat throat. But anyway, um, I, I mean, Minnesota is probably pretty hungry. Yeah, it's been sleeping awful long. And time. if it's anything like Grogu, I mean, Grogu's appetite knows no bounds. We know this. True that. So, Grogu final character. I think the final character to to figure out who will it be in the Mandoverse. See both. Mm. Oh, who will be our insane Jedi? Balin, man. He is Balin. I Balin. If maybe, if not for the death of his actor, they have to bring him back. They have to bring him back. Said he has an intricate part into his story, so they're gonna have to recast him. Yes, and 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 again, there's there's been a few people we talked about this uh, about the potential recasting of Ray Stevenson, Um, and. I, I do feel that he is too too much of an integral character to to not recast. Um, yeah, I, it um, makes me really sad because again, Ray Stevenson was so good in that role. I also forgot that I believe in Ahsoka. I had talked about now that you bring up Balin. Mm. Um, Shin was actually my Mara Jade. Yeah, because Shin huh. is partially dark side right now mm-hmm. but you see glimpses of her being pulled to the light you know mm-hmm. whenever ahsoka's like well i can help you out man <laughs> so i think shin is going to be more of that mara jade-esque character and you could be right balin balin could be um he could be the sea both but i also think balin could be taking a journey to the seaboth like uh, mm-hmm. maybe we haven't actually seen seaboth yet mm-hmm. yeah your um, theory uh soka's last episode right that uh, with regard that. to the 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 father and the, the son the and the... He, yeah and the mother yeah. being some yeah. eu reference A- right abeloth but abeloth comes on comes in like a lot like a long time from now she was and she wasn't she wasn't referred to as the mother in the eu i don't think at first either. she was like, no no that was another character that was pulled from the eu and kind of reworked i guess you would say because i don't know if she was even ever mentioned in clone wars or anything like that her character was just written in different comics and yeah. like used in different ways mm. so if it it's probably not Abeloth at the at, you know at the end of the mountain. It might just be some fucking insane Jedi. <laughs> you know, like like a Jedi that's been stuck there for a really long time that found a way to travel through the force or something. You know what I mean? Like a really powerful Jedi, but that lost his mind somehow. They did that in Fallen Order. And I still haven't played that game. Um I Fingers crossed. I hope I didn't spoil anything. Uh, I did no, spoil. <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't spoil anything. And I've been really good about staying away from spoilers. There, um, I uh, honestly thought so. When that game, that trailer first came out, I thought that villain in that game in the trailers was going to be Seaboth. Like I was oh, man. down that that character was going to be Seaboth. I know now that it's not. Um, that but. 
it i i i guess i don't know but it's not because i haven't played it and i haven't i haven't looked at any of the story like the plot points or anything so uh, um, play it. i i think you'll i think you'll thank yourself for that good <laughs> yeah but i that's one of the first games that i'm playing when i get my new playstation here soon because it's it's definitely top of my list it was like when i got a ps4 um that was like the one of the first games i bought was the jedi one <laughs> there. so anyway um uh, moving on from from the yeah i think we hit all of our characters creating him what's what's that uh, I I think we hit all the characters and relating them between the books and Mando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the other ones, like a lot of the smugglers and stuff, could be introduced at any time, and they could use those same names too. You never know. Yeah. Um. But the Battle of Bilbringi was pretty cool. Like, I got a little bit confused during that as well, Justin. Mm-hmm. Like going the back and forth on it and stuff just got a little yeah. like, oh shit, I got to reread this page really quick, but. <laughs> Um, but after like reading more summaries and things like that, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, Thrawn basically knew exactly what the Republic was gonna do. The Republic fell directly into his trap. The MacGuffins in the this little battle were yeah, were the the smugglers. They kind of like I don't know. Again, they, they MacGuffined it. <laughs> and then um, the Deus Ex Machina was Rook, which yeah. nobody saw coming. And... I mean, you see hints of his aggression throughout, because he's always fucking with Peleon, like every time. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. Uh, but, but how much of that is you know Rook just kind of you know trying to be a threat, and how much of it is him? foreshadowing that he's about to turn on his you know on his handler and his, his whole thing was because they the empire ruined his oh yeah homeland. he kind of went against he went against his own people yeah um, but i think in his he, head once he you know, finds out that they have you know hope then mm-hmm. it's like oh well then why am i still here right how did he figure that out who did someone send him. Oh, a it's um, it's a report that Peleon gets. I want to say during the oh. uh, during the battle. Yeah, uh, they they get a report about the attack on Wayland, and that Peleon the Nogri... gets a report that the Nogri are involved in the attack on Wayland, and Rook's just like, "Oh, that's it. I'm done. I don't have to do this anymore." <laughs> Dobby is a free elf. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean that's it. That's the that's the extent of things. Then it's after that. It's like oh, I so I can, I I I, I can just go oh, stab this guy. So you're right? telling me all I gotta do is kill these dudes and I'm <laughs> out of here. All right, done. And and <laughs> uh, he doesn't make it out either. But you know, no, which is sad. Um, but he definitely. He was the only reason the Republic survived, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, no, because, like, I mean, there's no other way at this point in this in this point in the books. There's no other way that anyone else gets to Thrawn. No, no, no. He's too guarded. He's too good. Um, mm-hmm. His 
his like war skills are beyond anything that anyone has ever seen he's the best chess player in the entire galaxy and the only way that he was going to get defeated and i think this is where it where it's a little it's funny because the only way that he was going to get defeated is if this happened you know like there was luke reading the book i was like i was like how how the fuck are they they're not gonna this dude's got like the salamanders all around him and like i know i i know i'm saying salamander and it's e salamari i get that but (laughs) when i read the books i read salamander in my head so i whatever anyway but but you're thinking you know luke's never going to be able to get to him leia's not you know the republic doesn't stand a chance against these dreadnoughts and all these other things like he's too good How, how the hell are they gonna beat him you know i think i think a lot of me thought reading the series that the empire was going to revive a little bit and come back and that's why the eu existed was because they were fighting a new empire mm-hmm. which wasn't exactly what happened they were fighting remnants of the empire and then other you know threats that popped up out of places um but i think a lot of people i i don't i don't know if i'm I'm right on this, but I, I would assume that a lot of people kind of thought the same thing reading up to the conclusion, like, oh man, this, this could go on for a while. Like this, this is only three books. How does this end? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and using that, I think the first order is going to be born out of Thrawn in the Mandoverse. I think Thrawn will give the first order. Like it'll be his like dying, yeah, yeah, his dying thing. That the last command will be the first order. Exactly. Like and then okay. that's yeah, no, and then that's our tie-in to the new to the sequel yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And then it gives that's us another I bet money oh. on you that you have that right. Okay. So <laughs> that reminds me of something I was actually talking about with one of my coworkers earlier today, just going mm-hmm. back through han has a whole bit where they're like he and lando are joking when they land on wayland you know han's talking about how you know he managed to not destroy the uh censor dish when they landed <laughs> and oh, yes. lando's like okay fine fine next time i'll lead the commando raid and you can fly down the throat of the death star <laughs> yeah. and and then the narration is just like Han didn't basically like Han didn't want to think about the Empire having enough funds to have Thrawn build another one. <laughs> and then he just went like, down like a, a rabbit okay, hole of okay. doom. And then we end up with Star Killer Base like 30 years <laughs> later. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, I really, really hope that they bring Lando in to the Filoni verse, the Mando verse. Oh man. Like I really and I really hope that Donald Glover plays him. We'll He's see. Old, old at this point. Dude, Donald Glover is such a good actor though. He could pull it off. You just we'll gray see. his hair up a little bit. His face is not as full as Billy D. Have you heard of like the makeup department? When I know CGI, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, uh, but, I would love it. Don't get me 
wrong. I would like it, but uh, like honestly, I, I think oh, I think a lot of this, a lot of these extra movies and things that have come out or been announced and then been canceled. I think a lot of those had implications that they that those characters were going to be used in other properties because you know han is old land uh, you know uh, harrison ford is old billy d is old mark hamill is old they can't actually use those characters or use those actors anymore mm-hmm. so they were hoping that alden on einreich whatever i can't pronounce his name but alden the guy that aaron reich aaron reich thank you um the guy who played Young han solo han from solo han, yeah I think they were hoping that him and Lando would be received well and they could use them in further properties. Do more kind of spin-off stuff of adventures of younger Han and Lando. Right. Yeah. I am perfectly fine with them using those same actors for those characters in the Filoni-verse. I mm-hmm. don't know that Alden Ehrenreich is that willing to come back at this point, though. He's he was Jar Jar, wasn't he? he? Kinda <laughs> was. I mean, kinda. He was. I was. Look, I'm I'm one of the the few, the minority that really enjoyed Solo and really had no problem with that dude playing. Okay, Han. but I mean, he's he's doing other things with his career. You know, he had two major films out already this year. What were they? He was in Oppenheimer. Really? I haven't seen that yet. And he was in Cocaine Bear. I did see that. Who's... Oh, <laughs> he was in that movie. Oh, yeah. That movie was That's awesome. Did movie. you see that? Yeah. That is up <laughs> with Sharknado in my book. One of my Way better than Sharknado. Movies to watch now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I, I know that I'm... Cocaine! <laughs> I know that yeah, baby. that's something i should go post on twitter i i've been really uh poking the star wars toxic fan base bear lately and uh i should go post something about death stick bear about alden and uh donald glover playing han and lando in the new <laughs> like in mando season four <laughs> they just show oh, up that would stir <laughs> Like, I would have to come. But like, okay, really? If let's just say, let's let's, let's just, have let's him just... play him in flashbacks. No, fuck that. Let's just say, Mando is hanging out with Hera and Ezra, <laughs> and Akbar's there, and Wedge is there. Because you could hire anyone to play Wedge at this point. You, you know, cannot. Like, oh, yeah, you can. No, yes, you, you can. can. You, you can find a replacement no, for Wedge. Okay, no. fine. C three. They yeah. had. They had. De- oh, you're talking Wedge about the two actors they had already come back this year. We had Dennis Lawson show up in the new season of Visions, and we had Anthony Daniels as three PO. Recast him. <laughs> Why? You're I'm saying as a, as a young wedge doing... again. Okay, but but here, okay, okay. Never mind. Fuck wedge. Akbar's there, <laughs> and Mon Mothma's there, and you know Mando's. He got gets recruited by Hera, and Ezra, and and all of them, and it's and Mando and let's say you know Grogu is standing there, and okay. all, all of a sudden you see the Millennium Falcon 
fucking fly down and land and and Han and Lando and Chewie come out. Well, you're not you're going to tell me that you wouldn't piss your pants and be super excited. I would be like, why? Why are we going this hard? Why are we? You know, the question is, why not? No. OK, here's the thing. If you're going to recast Wedge, you know who you recast as Wedge. Do I move on from Wedge. No, 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 move, no, move no, 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 because you know who you cast as Wedge just to really fuck with people. You know who you cast as Young Wedge? Hmm. Dennis Lawson's nephew. Because <laughs> then, then you have this whole family of Star Wars people. You have well, Mary I mean, Elizabeth Winstead. You have Ewan McGregor. You have Dennis Lawson. They're all fucking related. Yes! That's <laughs> the point! Dynasty. Yeah. We just cast fucking Ewan McGregor as young Dennis Lawson. and just, As young Wedge. And just be like, we have gone off track so hard. How were um, we I've, ever on track with I this? blame myself and I'm sorry for that. Uh, no, but no. that but but hard seriously, time. like it's a book podcast, you only have yourself to blame. Ho 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 zing. I'm gonna go Brilliant. sit in the mute corner for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. No, no, I that was I'll, I'll give you props. That was a good one. Um, but you know, to circle back around, there's not much more to talk about when it comes to this book. We've kind of covered everything, I feel like. Um, but I just, I just feel like they're they're still gonna pull some things from here, like to to kind of circle back to you know bringing characters in and using plot points from these books and that kind of thing. Um we're we're gonna see some some legacy characters popping in whether oh, it's yeah. luke whether it's I, I don't think they'll do leia just out of respect um but mm -hmm. i i think luke and lando have a really fair shot at showing up to help with the the whole thrawn thing yeah no I mean, if they're if they're going to pull legacy characters back in to manoverse stuff We've already established the weird, kind of creepy de-aging tech uh, with Luke. We've we've seen it utilized relatively well. Uh, Ezra's met Lando. Mm -hmm. um, we've got established relationships between many of these characters already. Uh, we know that Ahsoka knows Luke. Um, Mando knows Luke. Right. <laughs> they're not close but mando knows luke they've, they've met um they're they're they are awkward co-parents on either side of a divorce <laughs> that neither of them funny. knew had happened that's so funny i love that <laughs> um yeah and like that's just they already have them in you know you you can you can bring in the lando and and do it you know you gotta do it with hondo and you have to create you can you can make yourself a smuggler's alliance and create stories about the pirates and those characters and have a whole other sub story that does has nothing to do with legacy characters like i have complete faith that star wars can do that and be spoiler. successful slight spoiler for those of you who aren't familiar with the character of hondo He's actually a fusion of Han and Lando. 
Yeah, yeah, Seth. <laughs> now you are going to the mute corner. <laughs> See, the look disrespect on both Josh and I's face. No, that's, it's spectacular, <laughs> Justin. Especially from you, just the look of disappointment with coupled with the mustache. It's just like, ooh, stern dad. Well, with Justin, it was like he thought you were being kind of serious at first. <laughs> So that disappointment was real. Oh. oh no! See, that's the problem. You took me seriously. Uh, I did. I'm a gullible. Um, it's true. But it's Hondo, true. I think. See, and, and just to close this up, I I just I have this scene in my head where Hondo's like, "Hey, yeah, I can, I can take you to where you want to go, and I I have a friend and that Ezra's just us. like." Hondo? Yeah. And then Hondo <laughs> takes them to Lando. <laughs> Hondo, um, Mando, Lando. Yeah. All the does. Hey yo. All the does. Hey yo. <laughs> so let's see. Let me get back to my notes here because oh, we didn't talk about um the Coruscant takeover, which was really cool the new tech like there was some pretty cool new tech in this book um that was pretty original <laughs> and it wasn't a new death star it wasn't a bigger star destroyer um it was the um the, the cloaked cloaking, asteroids yeah the cloak cloaked asteroid technology <laughs> that basically clogged up coruscant they had to put up their shields um but from what I could tell, the the cloaking mechanism also like replicated the asteroids, so it made it seem like there was no. a lot more than there actually was. No. So what they did, I, I, I the they they dry fired the tractor beam. They 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 rigged it so that it looked so they had the cargo bays full of these like cloaked asteroids, right? Uh-huh. They only had 20 some odd ones, but they ran the they fake fired the tractor beam like 250 more times after all of those asteroids were out. Okay. And so so from Coruscant, they could pick up the energy signatures of the of the firing of the tractor beams, but they couldn't see anything for any of them. So it didn't matter. They basically just burned out the system that they'd set up to fake fire the tractor beams so that they thought there were way more asteroids than there actually were. Okay. Yeah. I had no clue about that. Yeah, no, okay. they were they were they were functionally dry firing. So they'd hear they'd they'd see the the power surge, the the draw of power that, you know indicated that the tractor beam was being utilized but it wasn't always moving anything out of that car right. they were just they were firing blanks basically and that okay and so then that is what brought on the crystal grab field trip. yeah that was when they needed to have the the crystal grab trap to kind of figure out where the remaining asteroids actually were Right, which was another piece of tech that was really cool, <laughs> and and was the whole point of the Battle of Nobringi, was to Correct. acquire one of these, of yeah. like three of these things in any kind of like 
exist like nearby not in existence but it within you know reasonable distance and right. the whole thing with those is that they like pick up um gravitational distortion yeah so you can see like where the asteroids were because the asteroids have their own gravity they field, have so they enough of an impact yep. yeah yeah um which is super cool like you go into a little bit of science fiction in that you know what i mean like it yeah. wasn't just this finds the asteroids press this button Beep. you know they actually kind of explained what was going on um and it was the whole reason for bill i bill i bliss to come mm -hmm. in again mm -hmm. for him to take over command it's like this whole situation is beyond thrawn is so far beyond any of the other leaders that it takes bell iblis and akbar working together to come up to being close to on par with thrawn yeah exactly so um let me uh i'm gonna figure something out something really quick just to uh you know we were talking about recasting um wedge earlier and this is another thing that i forgot about that just came to me um wedge has already been recast Do cartoons you... don't count josh no no dennis lawson actually still did the voice in uh visions earlier this year like i said no wedge has been recast in the form of paul sun hyung lee who plays Captain oh oh okay okay we're doing carson instead of wedge to take I that, that. To I, take I, that role. and I, I adore Carson Teva as a character. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He's so much fun. He's awesome. You know, you know who's gonna be, you know who's gonna be the one to kill Thrawn. R five D four. Fuck yes. <laughs> one of the longest, one of the longest serving rebel agents in canon in the new canon. Oh. That'd be so awesome. He just shocks him. He just shocks him like R2. <laughs> great. He blows his motivator again and takes Thrawn out with the explosion. How cool would it be if Chopper <laughs> Chopper was the one to kill him? It'll be Paleon. Oh no, 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 no. No, no. Paleon will survive. He'll continue with the first order stuff. He'll be the one that kind of like in for the first or the the first order at all. No, but this series, the Feloniverse, is twenty five years before Force Awakens. There's a lot Probably of story. There's, there's a lot story. of stuff they could play around with. Yeah, and Paleon would absolutely be dead by then. Like <laughs> he's, he's he's already like old at this point. Old now, so he is. He has served in yeah. I, Canonically, Peleon is old Republic. Yes. Before before he's uh, yeah. an Imperial. Yeah, he fought in the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You fought in the Clone Wars? <laughs> um, uh, any final thoughts, you guys, on this book? I, I feel like we have we have picked it apart pretty well. Um, we have talked about the good and the bad is there any ugly of this book that you wanted to talk about at all justin i it 
I mean, it's Star Wars, so it's hard for me to find ugly. And I've only read it one or this the last one I read twice, but uh, I I don't really have any complaints. I thought it was well written. It overall wrapped up the story with a bunch of twists in the end, and it it, it really opened my eyes to the EU. That being said, I'm, I'm super excited to start reading more stories of the EU, and I'm going to take it uh, chronologically in the timeline now. Starting. Did from you find a Did you find a timeline, or are you just looking at the book? Because in the books, just, they should have a timeline. Yeah, just looking at the books because I want to really fo- follow uh, the twins. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in their story, and and Mara Jade, I just, I, she's my girl, but uh. I was very surprised on my reaction overall to the trilogy. I thought it would like piss me off, but it really enlightened me. You enjoyed it a lot more than you anticipated, didn't you, man? Oh God, yeah. Like when I it's... I would read, I would eat, read like seventy five pages at a time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it it's a solid series. It, it really is, and it again. It laid the groundwork for everything that we have seen uh, from Star Wars since the late 80s. I mean, everything else has been influenced by this trilogy of books. Um, just the concepts, the, the characterization that we see, the idea of Leia having force power access as well and not just being you know the the idea of leia kind of doing more of the jedi training all of these all of these concepts everything that we see throughout the uh sequel trilogy even really uh this is the foundation for all of that and i love it it's it's pretty well perfect this is the one. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, the timeline. <gasps> the sacred timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that one's so... sitting in the middle of that somewhere. This is uh, just in case you're wondering. It is New Jedi Order: Agents of Chaos Part Two. Um, I have Part One back there as well. This was just the first book I found that had the actual thing in it. Um, but God, do you remember these two, Phil? The oh yeah, the maps, galaxy maps. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> oh, so uh, oh gosh, 10, 12 years ago, something like, I was running a D and D, a Star Wars D and D adventure, uh, for some of my former residents uh, at UCCS, and that map came up a lot because it's like, okay, here's where everything in the galaxy is in relation to each other. Here's some major like hyperspace routes. Here's yeah, dude. Um, Justin, if you really want to continue the twins stories, I suggest reading the Jedi Academy trilogy next. Yeah. Um, okay. And then doing what we were talking about earlier, the children of the Jedi dark saber and planet of twilight. Those are the following. That's like the following trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, let's, I mean, if we do Jedi search next, cause that's, that's Kevin J. Anderson. That's fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I have, I have, I have like all of those. I, I think I still have those ones. Yeah. I have I Jedi have search. To... I have children of the Jedi, that series. 
Um, I have the I do have the Black Fleet Crisis trilogy. Also fun. That one was good. Um, I have the Carillion. Holy shit, dude! I have way. Too you many have many. a lot of them. I have way too many. The timeline has all the X uh, X Wing books in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, those were a couple oh, years before. So yeah, those were a couple years before. Corn trilogy, man. Mm-hmm. What was there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There was, I think, there, there was were, eight or nine there of those. Were ten. And okay. Uh, wow. technically speaking, like uh, there was an eleventh one if you count I Jedi. Uh, which was oh, that's right. Yeah, and that one was after Champions of the Force. Yeah. Which that's I have that one too. That one was yeah. super fucking good. I that Jedi one was, was so good. I think that one was my favorite. I was really excited to read um the uh Jedi Search mm-hmm. trilogy because I Jedi kind of like was the fourth part of that. It was like Transformers Four, but like way better than Transformers Four, you know. No, the 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 X Wing books were formative for me. I, I yeah. loved those books so much. Yeah. Um, Phil, was there anything ugly of the Honestly, last command? No, I I think it is about as perfect a conclusion as could have been crafted at the time. Um, yeah. I I will say there's a fun little bit of foreshadowing, and I might have talked about this last time. I don't remember. Uh, but with the original cover art. You know who's not on the cover at all? Thrawn. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is that the is that the last command cover art? Yeah. Yeah. Is, no, this is this is the, the, the yeah. yeah, that's right. Because it's because it looks like it makes it look like Luke is fighting Mara. Yeah. I remember so you that. have Luke versus Mara. You got Han Lei, you got Sabath. You got R2 and 3PO because that yeah, was kind of standard. That was like a standard kind of thing on any of the Bantam hardcovers for the Star That's Wars true. books. They That's would have true. R2 and 3PO on them. Uh, and then just some commandos. But no Thrawn anywhere on that cover art. I, I remember getting that book for the first time and being like, oh shit, Luke and Mara are actually going to duke it out. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. And then also, come to find out it was a clone. Also, I love this author picture of Timothy's on. Wow. He's um, young. And- so I don't know if any of either of y'all have ever watched Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, is he, is he on that, or is that what it kind of looks no, like? No, no. He there's a character uh, who very strongly resembles Timothy Zahn. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> specifically, the title character Garth Marenghi, as played by Matthew Holness. <laughs> uh, right. Hang on. Uh, if you've never seen the, I know writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. Um. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Point being, the, uh, yeah. This, this character looks very much like looks Timothy's like on at the time. That's funny. Um, I think, I think it's time to, to kind of wrap this thing up. Let's rate yeah. the book. Um, wow, I, I was not prepared for this, but we actually have. <laughs>
It's the part of the episode where we rate whatever we're doing. Um, so let's rate the book and then the series. That sound good? So yeah, let's start yeah. with Justin. What would you rate the last command as a ending of a trilogy? I would give it like a a nine. It, it wrapped up a lot of loose ends. It it told the the main plot and story. It tied it off really well. It's obviously Star Wars universe, so it left it open for more uh, story. But overall, like it was a phenomenal book. It was a beautiful uh, death at the end. Like I remember reading this book uh, almost a year ago and like freaking out and and, and throwing in these texts in the thread. And you guys are both of you are like, just wait, just wait. I'm like, Thrawn died. Oh yeah, he he died. Oh, the entire time I was just excited to uh, share that information with y'all. So like like nine, solid nine that for me. Phil, what are you writing this book? Uh, same. Honestly, it, it is. I I I can't say it is my favorite Star Wars book, but it is. About as high up there as it can get. Word, and I agree with both of you guys. Um, I'm on the nine train as well. Um, <clears throat> it is to me. It was the you know the first series I ever read. It got me very much involved in the EU and into just you know reading those stories. And it actually, I found most of my books at thrift stores because believe it or not. Before Disney bought Star Wars, there was a time where Star Wars wasn't very popular and nobody really gave a shit about it anymore because it was over. And so I found a ton. I actually found the entire Thrawn trilogy at different Goodwills. Um, <laughs> like when I started buying them all again, you know what I mean? Like I rented the books from the library as a kid, but I never had the money to buy them. So when I started collecting them, um, I found all of them at Goodwills. Basically, there are a couple that I bought online. The new, the new trilogy I have. See the the one that I was saying that I found at the Goodwills, different Goodwills. I lent out to someone, and I never saw them again. So before we read these books, I had to buy the trilogy again, and it's the new covers, which is fine. But I do miss those old, uh, the old Thrawn books. Because um, well, again. Yeah, and I had them. The cover art on these is. I had the the first one and the last one hardback, and then the second one I I found a soft cover for. So it was kind of awkward, but I still had all of them. (laughs) Um, So, Justin, what are you going to rate the whole trilogy? Ooh. This is a hard one for me because I'm comparing it to other trilogies that I've read. Uh, without my Star Wars bias, Star Wars biased, I would give it an eight. Okay, with your Star Wars bias, what would you give it? Oh, like a nine point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. I had to think objectively there. Like it, it it's a it's it has character development. It's hard to say because the the characters are were well established when we started reading this. So it's hard to say there's like it's easy to follow the character development of Luke or whatnot. Well, there's there's no development. He just reacts the way he does. But for the characters that are there, like I I enjoyed it. They're the twists. Oh, they angered me, but they I liked some of them. Uh, and then just the ending. Yeah, I, I'm like, is pretty is damn good. Did it leave you wanting more? Oh Lord, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I even said that earlier. Like, I want to read uh, the next part chronologically and follow the <laughs> twins. Yep. Yep. Um. Bill, what about you? What are you going to rate this trilogy as a whole? Uh, nine and a half. Yeah, got to gotta say a 9.5. Um, like, yeah, it's set in an established universe, which kind of gives us some shorthand for a lot of the characters. But a lot of the, the concepts, a lot of the tactics, a lot of the... Um, kind of new stuff introduced just through these books is it's really just clever sci-fi writing. Like yeah. we've got, you know, just brilliant use of tech that never actually saw a lot of the tech used in this book, in these books. It didn't exist in the films or, or at least was mentioned, but not seen. Like the the cloaking device, you know, we get the throwaway line in Empire Strikes Back that the Falcon isn't big enough to have a cloaking device, mm-hmm. right? Yet, uh, you know, references to Clone Wars. We but now we're seeing all of these other things coming into play that were only alluded to, and just Zahn's ability to expand on the world that we have seen on screen. And to give us an incredibly solid sequel trilogy. Um, yeah. Oh, you knocked it out of the park. I agree. And I'm right with you guys on that. <clears throat> on the 9.5. I'm not going to rate this objectively. Justin. Um, <laughs> I, again, it's, it's by far my favorite trilogy. Even after reading all the other ones, this is my favorite story of the EU. Um, there are some some bangers out there for sure and i'm i'm positive that as this podcast rolls along we will see more of those thank you guys so much for listening to quest me um, we appreciate all of your ears and all of your likes and comments um, if you would be so kind make sure to give us a nice little rating on the itunes or the spotify if you liked what you heard um, and you can email us any of your thoughts at questmetma at gmail.com once again my name is josh i am your forever host and friend um, I am the leader of the Quest Me podcast, and I am happy to bring you new episodes when we can. Um, we will be back soon. Don't know when yet, but we're going to be back here within the next within the next few weeks. I would have to say with some live episodes. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff, and uh, be informed as to when we are going live. Thank you again for listening. We will talk at you soon. 
May the force be with you.